Hello, fellow lovers of all things green. I'm Mary Stone, and welcome to Garden Dilemmas, Delights, and Discoveries. It's not only about gardens, it's about nature's inspirations, about grasping the glories of the world around us, gathering what we learn from Mother Nature, and carrying these lessons into our garden of life. So let's jump in in the spirit of learning from each other. We have lots to talk about. Hello there, it's Mary Stone, and I'm doing something I don't normally do, and that is speak with you when it is dark outside. It's actually evening, about 9 o'clock at night, and around me are many moths on the screens. Hopefully most of them are on the outside of the screens, although I see several flying around. I don't think I'll be camping out here. Nothing against you, moths. <laughs> anyway, I want to thank those of you who reached back about the last episode, The Beauty and Beast of Roses. You may have helped me turn my opinion of them around, that maybe I'm making more of the rose fussiness that need be. I'm impressed with all of you rosarians, those that love and are masterful at roses. So with the rain today, I feel that plants are dancing excitedly, having gotten a proper drink after such a dry summer. In anticipation of today's rain, I took a walk around the yard, and I was thinking of all of you, and I made notes about all the different things I found in my late summer garden that turned into a column topic that starts like this. Hello, fellow listeners and readers. As I write, it is Labor Day, a day of rest for many, and thankfully soft rain has begun. Countless plants in our gardens and trees and shrubs are tired from the dry summer we endured, but there is magnificence too. This morning, I invite you to walk with me in the late summer garden. The first stop is Sarayu Japanese Maple, Acer Palmatum, to the left of the stone walkway. Its leaves seem sparser this year, but still lovely and lacy. The Hakoni grass, which is Hakonicloa, below seems unaffected by the dryness. Next to it, a few hosta are flowering their dainty violet bells, although deer have nibbled the leaves. That is true, by the way, and I sprayed them with my organic deer spray, but they are just, let's just say they've been hungry. We must tolerate some of that, right? As I walk towards the bridge, rising high is the jopai weed, Eupatorium, below the American flag. It's a tall native plant you see along the road. Gateway, which is the standard one you see in the trades, has volleyball-sized purplish-pink flowers that butterflies and hummingbirds adore. They bloom from August through September on top of five- to seven-foot maroon stems. Some warn they are prolific spreaders by self-seeding. I prefer to say they're robust. The seeds are dropping early this year, but the flowers still have a pinkish cast. Making my way down to the brook, it's so low now you can walk across it atop the stones. With the anticipation of a significant storm ahead, there's a risk of flooding overnight, one extreme to the next. It's true when I was thinking about the weather prediction with as dry as the soil has been, if it came down in a deluge as they thought it could, it could have been a big mess of too much water in soil that wasn't ready to receive it. Hmm, interesting lesson in that. The carpet of moss along the brook's edge 
is soft and plush despite the season, with brown tulip tree leaves scattered about. Tired leaves, the tree opted to drop. Glancing up at the mother tree, several of her leaves have turned yellow early, looking like flowers amongst the lime leaves from a distance. Walking below her, I see many are scarred with fungus or insect damage. Scars of life's challenges. A badge of honor to resilience. The bottle brush buckeye, Aesculus parviflora, outside the screen porch are forming their baby buckeye nuts that will grow one to two inches. They are plentiful and seem unaffected by the drought. Next to them, the young volunteer tulip tree we spoke about in episode 61, a story of a treasure tulip tree. She has charming little donut holes from insects making polka-dotted leaves. And as you would guess, there is a photo of those polka-dotted leaves on the Garden to Lemba's website. Between the garage doors, a Mother Earth face pot takes center stage. I encouraged a dear client to buy her when we shopped for plants. Then Judy gifted her to me years later when they moved from their home. I cherish it. In fact, it's true. I wrote a column, gosh, it was in 2017, titled Happy Ending to Naked Pots. And that was a summer that I was so behind in getting my own garden pots decorated. And so I missed out on the annuals that I normally buy for the beautiful face pot. And so I decided to buy, you know, some perennials to fill the void. And here we are five years later, and the perennials are still serving their glorious role. Yes, I overwinter them in the garage to prevent the roots from freezing, but I don't mind walking around them. Maybe Kurt does, but we won't talk about that, will we? Anyway, the all-gold Japanese forest grass, which is the Hakanakloa, with bright golden foliage, is less bright this year. But the wispy leaves, puffed in flower, look like lovely bangs below her brunette snake root hat of dark purple foliage that can grow four feet tall. This year the vegetation is worn despite due diligence to keep it well watered. But the narrow white plumes with a tinge of pink are beginning to emerge, less than last year, but more adored giving the difficult season of growth. Thank you, Mother Earth. I have to say, speaking of running behind as I was touring around the garden with you, I realized I never put out much of my, you know, outdoor furniture on the stone patio. It just never happened. I've been using the Adirondack chairs that are there all year round, and so I laughed at this whole thing. I said, you know what? I'm ahead for what, you know, has to be done to prepare for winter, so there's always a way to look at the bright side of things. Now comes the best of show. I stuck a few sunflower seeds in a pot from a mixed seed pack I snagged on a whim. When they sprouted, somebody ate them, likely squirrels, but a few survived and they are now in bloom. I've enjoyed watching their progression from the kitchen window, each flower opening up like an eyeball. As they unfold, they're winking at you. And then comes the full bright yellow face of happiness. Today a maroon one is in full bloom and sheds its joy too. I just adore sunflowers. I love how they follow the sun or follow the movement of the earth. It's really fascinating. Yes, the sunflower leaves are a tad tattered, but let's not scrutinize things so closely. Instead, 
look at the big picture, and marvel over the magnificence. Enjoying your garden. Enjoying the garden of life. Garden Dilemmas? AskMaryStone.com There were outtakes from the stroll that I couldn't fit into the newspaper column, which is the benefit of the time of our porch chats, because we could talk a bit longer. Before I made my way to the Bottle Brush Buckeye, I took a pause in front of Ellie's Memorial Holly. I am glad to report that there's been a comeback from what I thought was a surely dead plant. Many of the leaves have come back from the Mary Holden American Holly, but there's still more recovery to take place. There are many naked branches still there, but they're pliable, so I'm going to leave them there until next year and see what sprouts. And the fall flowering clematis, or sweet autumn clematis, it's also known as, is now in bloom and it smells heavenly. It's so pretty how it wraps around the stair rails and it's soft wooded so it never is going to damage it. I love when the bumblebees scurry around it, although in the rain they were not around to be scurrying. (laughs) And there was one more observation. There's a statue that my mom passed along to me. She used to have it on the fireplace in Florida, and she called it Dorothy, my sister's name. Now she sits below the Japanese maple where we started our walk, and below Dorothy are hosta that the deer have not touched with the little lavender bell flowers. So lovely. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed my tour of the garden. Thank you for walking with me. While it's not in the greatest shape, We found many treasures, didn't we? And it's been a delight to share them with you. Thank you for joining me, and please share the podcast with a friend or two that you think may enjoy it as well so more can join us in learning and growing in the garden of life. Thanks so much. See you next time. You can follow Garden Dilemmas on Facebook or online at GardenDilemmas.com and on Instagram at hashtag MaryElaineStone. Garden Dilemmas, Delights, and Discoveries is produced by Alex Bartling. Thanks for coming by. I look forward to chatting again from my screen porch. And always remember to embrace the unexpected in this garden of life. Have a great day.